Campus 180 Radio is doing a phenomenal job. We have some amazing episodes from some great talent, and I couldn't be happy enough. But you might have noticed that the Nerds of the Lord podcast has been missing. And for that, I'm truly sorry. For the uh, eight to ten people who were listening to us and enjoyed us, I couldn't thank you enough for your your patronage. Unfortunately, uh, the Nerds of the Lord podcast kind of fell through, and uh, a lot of the a lot of the pieces we needed to make it work just uh, weren't making it work. So I want to introduce to you my other podcast called Bottom Shelf Dreams. Uh, Bottom Shelf Dreams is a geek podcast where we talk about things like video games, comic books, things in culture, and we talk about the underdog, and we try to convince you that the underdog is actually better than the mainstream. Anyways, it's full of comedy, full of fun, and it's with my good friend Adam Keister, who's also one of uh, uh, my improv buddies. So um, enjoy this show, and I hope everything um, is just peachy and fine with your week. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. We're back. <laughs> Mike, just the sound I wanted to hear. I'm so glad we're back. How are you doing? I'm doing fine and dandy. I had an eventful Halloween. Oh. Um, yeah, I dressed up as a responsible worker going to <laughs> Saturday shift and getting work done. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, me and my friends watched Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Uh, and uh, then we watched The Mandalorian. And we had spaghetti. And then we went home. <laughs> yes. Lynn and I, we watched Scream 4. Ooh. On Netflix. The Screaming. Yeah, it I was slightly invested. <laughs> I wasn't fully invested cuz honestly the guy the scream guy's voice over the phone just sounds cheesy. I'm sure it sounded like really scary late 90s. Right. But now it just sounds like a guy with like bad laryngitis or covid. Yeah. <laughs> He's just <laughs> making asking these weird Questions, do you like scary movies? Because <laughs> I'm in your closet. <laughs> See, that movie couldn't be made now because nobody picks up the phone. Right, yeah. You know, well, that in, was in Scream 4, he calls through the cell phone, but he right. uses your ex-boyfriend's number. Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, those are the days when we just blissfully answer the phone whenever it rang we didn't we never questioned it right and our phone there's those phones never said potential spam or potential scam or you know that aunt you don't like talking to right you're always full of joy 
full of hope, being like, who is this? <laughs> Anyways, I'm Adam. I'm Mike. And this is a little podcast that we like to call Bottom Shelf Dreams. So we look at the bottom shelf of life, of culture, and we look at the underrated piece of culture that we don't think you are giving enough attention. That's right, you, the viewer. We think you've dropped the ball on this. (laughs) And we really need you to course correct. (laughs) Yeah, nothing like immediately alienating the audience Mike. Good right job. you should feel ashamed <laughs> how dare you like <laughs> something that's popular yes we're not the mainstream we're the side pond <laughs> <laughs> we're the water retention pond in every parking lot yes um <laughs> so that being said Mike uh I, I think we we got to tone it back at least a, a little bit, Mike. Um, okay, I'm turning my <laughs> condemnation down. Okay, okay. Uh, the elections got you a little edgy. Uh, <laughs> that's it. We won't talk about any politics. This is a uh, that was the one per show. First, I thought we were going to do like a a political themed, and we were going to talk about how Yugoslavia's election <laughs> way better than ours. So right, right, right. Too. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, initially I thought about that, but then I thought about, now let's do something even more controversial than that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I feel like, the, um, especially after uh, last episode showing, that yeah. you might take all the things that we talked about last time, you know, about our faith and stuff. Uh, and you might take what we're about to talk about as heresy. <laughs> right, right. But and you, you know, know, I've been practicing heretical lines all day. Perfect. <laughs> um, but you know, eventually, enough's enough, Mike, and uh, I'm ready to crack, man. So we're going after the fat man. I mean, this I... is a, an attack on <laughs> Christmas, right? We're here to take Christmas off the top shelf. Well, we're no, we're going to leave it on the top shelf. We're yeah. going to go directly to the bottom shelf. Right. A little holiday <laughs> called Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Guys, I I uh I love Thanksgiving so so much. And you know, this isn't even going to be like uh a one a one week pod. Uh, this is going to be a multi-parter. Am I right, Mike? Oh yeah, it's it's thanks Vember. That's what I'm talking about. And yes. and it's it's such a shame that one of our our cornerstone holidays just gets swept over so quickly and so easily for Christmas. Yes. Christmas has has been on the throne way too long. And yeah, that... none of the original cast of Christmas is even in the sequels. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um so uh I mean shall I shall I tell the uh an anecdote about you know kind of why this uh 
you know, this podcast exists. And it, it actually correlates perfectly with Halloween. Yes. Okay, so, uh, you know how I mentioned that we watched, uh, you know, uh, a, a little, you know, a little movie, a little Mandalorian, uh, we mm-hmm. had some spaghetti. So I stopped off at a local grocery store, not Wegmans, and uh, I wandered through the aisles, and I, this, mind you, this was on Thanksgiving, this is October 31st, there was an entire aisle just filled with Christmas decorations, Christmas-themed candies, stockings, tinsel, everything, the whole nine yards, and Mike... I was furious. So this this was on Thanksgiving you did this, right? No, 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 no. This was on Halloween. Oh, October on Halloween. Oh, okay. October now 31st. I'm joining past... you in this anger now. Okay. <laughs> this, this past October 31st. Wow. And, you know, I wrote it off being like, maybe it's just a tops thing. That was the, the grocery store I was in. You know, yeah. they're, they're doing anything to drive up some business. But I went into the house that Wegman built. Yes. And right at the cart corral at the front, there was wrapping paper, sparkling grape juice, crackers for hors d'oeuvres, and smoked Christmas sausages. And I was doubly furious. No. <coughs> Wegmans. I... I... I forgave Wegmans when they took away my favorite uh, sparkling water flavor. I for- I forgave them when I forgave them when they changed their packaging on their uh, their their peanut butter and chocolate breakfast cereal. But this is unforgivable, Mike. Unforgivable. You know, it, I'm I'm with you on this one because I distinctly remember going into. Like one of those big box stores, one of those uh, wholesale warehouse, and they they were selling these inflatables, and they were all Halloween inflatables, like the the scary dragon, the skeleton, the witch, the ghost, and I was like, yeah, sense. yeah, this is Halloween, and what was behind it? Inflatable Christmas tree, <laughs> inflatable Santa. It's like, who are you fooling? All right, this is before Halloween, even. Ugh. Yeah, it's uh, Christmas has gotten too big for its britches, and uh, yeah. So this is this is our attempt to take down the Death Star. That is Christmas. Right, right. And usually, someone would do this with a bunch of historical. Uh, references and uh, maybe a, a quote from a few past presidents. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> Mr. Turkey, gonna... turn down this wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're just going to rip it apart with our biased <laughs> opinions. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, and yeah, so I, I mean, this is definitely going to be a, a, a talkier oh, one, oh, but. but... Uh, I, I think this is uh is, this is important to kind of like uh, lay the groundwork for uh, for future episodes and you know just this is uh, you know a, a group a group uh, a group therapy session for all of us to kind of I, I think there's a certain amount of Christmas fatigue out there. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh, yes, we are we are preaching to the choir on this one. Um, yeah, yeah, I I really think that this will up our sales. <laughs> um, this will get us on um, one of those major podcast networks. Yeah, with our our, our, our edgy takes on on Christmas. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I think we should just, you know, go around and bring up something that uh, Thanksgiving clearly dominates that Christmas can't even touch. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and 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 I got a little. Uh, I got some facts. I did. I did some. I did some research, and uh, I, you know, I, I got some stuff. So yeah, we'll 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 give us we'll give some takes. We'll give you some facts. We'll talk a little bit about Christmas, and yeah, and hopefully. By the end of it, you'll be totally on board. Yeah. So first, number one, I'm just going to go right out there, shoot this out. Do it. Um, the, icon- the iconicness of it. Um, on one hand, you have Christmas, the fat man in a red suit, created by the Coca-Cola company, mind you. Yeah. All Coca-Cola's uh, branding right there. Look it up, because I sure didn't. Um, versus hand turkeys, the official sponsor of Thanksgiving. <laughs> One has childlike innocence. One has artistic theory. One has your child's greatest effort, and isn't that what we're thankful about, our children trying their hardest? Amen. The other is just a commercial uh, tool. Um, a man who fights polar bears for Coca-Cola. <laughs> and I won't stand for it. Absolutely not. Um... You know, I think that's a that's a good place to start. I mean, uh, what would you say is the uh, you know the the mascot or the icon of Thanksgiving? Well, you know, school has taught me anything. There's a large dinner table out in the forest. Um, people with three corner hats and shoe shoe buckles, <laughs> holding plates of meat. <laughs> giving it over to mohawked Native Americans. And that, that image will forever be whatever Thanksgiving is or isn't. <laughs> yeah, we love the historical accuracy of that. <laughs> yes. Um, but I mean, you put that up against what? You you put that you put that against uh, you know Santa winking Ugh. in a child's house um, with a sack of who knows what. He's a criminal. Yeah, he he's he should be on a watch list. <laughs> right. So here's here's the thing that has always bothered me about the Santa narrative. Okay. No matter what year. Your Christmas movie is made. Santa's Santa's factory is always pumping out wooden horses, dolls that are probably made out of pillows. Um, you know, wind-up toy soldiers. Like these toys that are so 
like not relevant to any time period, I think. Right. Um, and it could be like 2020. Like you don't see Santa making uh, Xbox Series Xs, um, <laughs> you know, that make it yourself slime, uh, subscriptions to YouTube Prime, or, you know. <laughs> He's always just making nutcrackers. And I'm like, who is this for? Who's your target audience, Santa? I, <laughs> if, if you're real in this universe, you are not nailing the, your, <laughs> the youth. You're disappointing all those kids. Right. Like, a real, a real 2020 Santa Claus movie has him, like, slowly putting the microchips inside <laughs> the Apple Watch. <laughs> right. Scanning gift cards to Google Play. Right. Printing out gift certificates for V-Bucks. Right. right. You know, uh, coding coding the newest Fortnite update. <laughs> that is that is relevant, Santa. Right. I mean I mean I, even the most recent uh you know, Christmas movie that I can think of that came out, I think last year was like Noel or something with right. Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. I mean, they were still, they still weren't doing like Nintendo Switches. Like, wait, they, they were, were or they weren't? They, I don't believe they were. Yeah, right. Well, they were probably uh, doing Marbles and Jacks. <laughs> right. Or like, oh, roller skates for little right. Susie. Right, and not even in a package. Nah, it's <laughs> just homemade. Made. <laughs> it's it, it's garbage. Yeah, Santa is an antique Etsy dealer at best. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know how, as a kid, I didn't catch on to that. Yeah, I mean, my friend, uh, back when believing in Santa was cool, and you know, we we speculated that Santa had like contracts with Toys R Us and KB Toy Stores and all those old places that don't Ooh, exist anymore. KB Toys. So he would like go down to these stores in your area and you know he'd take like 10% of your Super Nintendos you know 10% of your um, yo-yos and all that stuff and you know that's how you paid off Santa so that he could do his job. Ah. <laughs> Wait, so you guys thought that, like, the state tax went towards Santa getting gifts? I mean, that stuff doesn't cover itself, Adam. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, Santa is a government-regulated job. <laughs> I would, honestly, if that was... <laughs> if that's really... Like, if Santa was real, and that's how it worked... I would be more on board with sales tax. Oh my gosh. Yes, I would I would be making donations. Right. Um, <laughs> I would yeah, d- definitely so, you know, that uh Santa would bring his sleigh up to your uh, your GameStop <laughs> and it says, you know, on this list, you know, I I need uh three three cases of Angry Birds. You know, I need uh, four new Call of Duties. Don't give me that old, <laughs> those old ones. 
Yeah, and uh, you know all those games better have their original covers, right? In packaging, right? Or the kids from Uganda are gonna have a fit. <laughs> true, <laughs> true that. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I mean, in this fictional universe that we that we created, mm-hmm. um, does that mean that like, um. So, like, that would work in the United States. But, like, how does the equivalency work in, like, Canada, where the dollar is worth different amounts of money? Like, is there a standardization of uh, Santa Claus dollars? Like, is there, a, is there a whole economy that's based just around Santa? Or is it like the Boy Scouts, where the Boy Scouts only have to pay a <laughs> dollar to all rights to music? And it's just out of goodwill and effort. <laughs> and it's just it's just expected that companies are gonna take like a like a yeah. hundred million dollars in losses to Santa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's for the greater good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know what I this mean, is really what go many, ahead. How many musicians complain about the Boy Scouts? Uh, you, not enough yeah like does ariana grande think oh you know the boy scouts better pay for that <laughs> somehow i don't think that the boy scouts are gonna be using ariana grande but that's just me sitting around a fire right <laughs> singing that classic ariana grande boy scout theme song <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it's in the style of We Are the World, but it's just, it's replaced with We Are the Boy Scouts. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, That's my gosh. Um, priceless. You know, priceless. Actually, no, it's worth a dollar. Yes. <laughs> um, you know what this is actually reminding me a lot of? Right. Um, this is reminding me a lot of just the idea of the Catholic Church and, like, in like the 1300s where you where santa is like the pope and you have to pay like indulgences to get favor my goodness yeah that is i think we're unraveling a conspiracy let's see uh dan brown write a novel about this the the christmas case The Christmas Conspiracy. Yes. The Um, case against Christmas. (laughs) But it would all be real, because Santa is real. Right, right. But let's talk about the flip side, a real mascot. Yes. um, That would be for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Imagine a man with a hat with a buckle on it. (laughs) And a Puritan... Esque clothing mm-hmm. would have to have a beard. Oh, of course. Yeah, has his own brewing company, and I don't know <laughs> how that works for Puritans, but I'm sure it it it, it works. Apple well. cider. It's apple yeah. cider. Um, on Thanksgiving Day, he comes into your house with a plate of meat, <laughs> and all he asks for is a thank you. Yeah, amen to that. Um, and 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think, especially growing up in, in, in Western New York, that, like, that image of the first Thanksgiving was always kind of, like, pounded into our heads, you know? It's, I, it, it's definitely a, a Northeast thing. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's Massachusetts with all their Puritanism. Right, right. They're the you ones know, they're selling us this. Right, right. Because, you know, those... Those heathens out in, you know, San Diego or whatever, they're just, like, out surfing and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what's winter, bro? Yes. They have no idea. You see, the thing about um, Thanksgiving, man, is I used to think that, like, when, when we did the unit on Thanksgiving and, you know, the p- pilgrims and Native Americans having this big old dinner out in the forest. Right. You know, I thought that was happening in real time. <laughs> it's like, they're having this dinner now? <laughs> you just thought that there were people that dressed like that? Yeah, yeah, like, th- like this is this is just, like, obviously a tradition that a uh, couple guys in the woods <laughs> bring their friends to, and, you know, we, we dress up in uh, some very uncomfortable clothes, but, you know... <laughs> You know, at least we brought shirts, not like those <laughs> other guys. Uh, right. <laughs> and, you know, we're just going to eat some meat and, you know, talk about sports. <laughs> Did your school ever do a, uh, you all sat in, like, the gym on the floor and half you guys were dressed up as Native Americans and the other half were dressed up like pilgrims? You know, I would want to remember that if that did happen. That's what I'm saying. That's one of my cherished, like, elementary school memories. I mean, besides the problematic nature of a bunch of white (laughs) suburban kids dressing up as Native Americans, um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I mean, it was great. Like, my entire class of, like, third graders or whatever were in the cafeteria, and we were all in our little costumes, and, you know, we all sat down on this uncomfortable, like, uh, I think they spread a bunch of, like, dinner, uh, like, what are they called? Uh, tablecloths on the ground, and we Mm -hmm. all sat down, and then they served us a Thanksgiving dinner on styrofoam plates, just like they used to do. Yes. Oh my gosh, uh, because everyone knows the first Pilgrim Company to get started was Dixie Cup. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's you know, what I'm saying. You know, you know, I condemn all the imagery that school ever gave me about Native Americans. Right, right. You know, they're, they're not just shooting arrows <laughs> at teepees. Right, right now, you know, they, they do have access to electricity, TV, radio, rifles, Nintendo Switches, coats. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not out here being like, Kimosabi, I, I heard a buffalo come through here. Like, that's, like that's, <laughs> that's, that's not what's happening. Yeah, do you still drive your iron horse? <laughs> they're not doing no. that. No. They're not, you know, they're not coming up to us and being like, oh, fire water, I cannot partake. Like, that's, (laughs) 
Like, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. not true at all. Um, but you know that that aside, the uh, you know at, at the heart of Thanksgiving, what it is is a community of people, you know, coming together around a meal and celebrating being a part of that community. And, you know, Thanksgiving always brings us together. Where, you know, like on Christmas, Christmas is always um, just like, I've never woken up on a Christmas morning and felt like I was going to have fun that day. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Like, I, I, you know, like, I, I was definitely, uh, different than some of my, uh, my contemporaries. Like, I, I didn't wake up early for presents. I could, I could have cared less. Um, me and my brother would, like, sleep in, and, like, our parents would have to come wake us up to go open presents. And, and then, you know, you have to trudge downstairs, you know, (laughs) open up your presents, and... You know, I, I'm definitely grateful for, for all the things that Santa slash my parents got me. And, mm-hmm. uh, but then I just knew that I would have to get bundled up to get shipped off to Grandma and Grandpa's house. Or I'd have to, you know, pretend to be thankful for the third pajama set I got that day. You know, yes. when, I wanted, when I wanted to be back home playing Time Splitters 2 on my GameCube. Right. But instead, I have to sit around and listen to Grandpa's old war stories again and and eat, you know, some Christmas ham. Yes. And don't get me started on Christmas ham. That's next week's episode. Next week's episode. Yes. Um, But, you know, also just like... Uh, I, I definitely got more presents I was disappointed about than... Mm-hmm presents i've been excited about mm-hmm. you like, see that that kind of sums up um the the risk reward of christmas and i don't i don't think it it doesn't age very well i think i'm with you on that um as as a kid you go up to your parents and you you list off a bunch of things you've seen in the the sunday toys r us catalog and oh um you wake up one day and three fourths of your of your suggestions are there, and you're pleased. You're pleased for a week. You you play with them. Um, they they get lost in a toy box, and then you wonder what you're getting for your birthday. <laughs> you know, that that's Christmas in a nutshell. Um, and. You know, it just just doesn't age well, especially when you're 30 years old, or in my case, 37 years old, and your mom's asking you for your Christmas list. Your your wife is just picking out pots and pans that would make (laughs) the kitchen a little bit more convenient. (laughs) And and me, I'm, I'm just looking at, like, odds and ends, like computer parts, and I'm just thinking, why can't I just buy it for myself right now? <laughs> I'm a, no, I'm a paid man. I can't this. <laughs> no, for sure. And you know, I I had this conversation with my brother the other day, and it's just it. Christmas exists as an adult for you to ask for things that you don't want to spend money on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, 
Like, I don't want to buy a 24-pack of socks because that's depressing. But you bet, you bet your britches that's on my Christmas list. Yes, it, right. It, and it's like, I could care less about this season of uh, Frasier on DVD. <laughs> but, you know, it could be fun, and I don't want to spend money on it. So <laughs> it goes on the list. It goes on the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're right. And, and if it's anything fun, like a Nintendo Switch... I'm just going to go buy it. <laughs> exactly. Because, let's be honest, everything is outside of middle America's budget for Christmas. Right. No, no one's going to give me an Xbox Series X, a PS5. Now, that's like a grand. Right, right. No, one, no one's going to go in that direction. Um, but, you know, you're, you're going to buy me a Walmart game controller for my xbox one and you know that's okay too right because it was on the list and what about that one kid in school who uh, you know he talks about his christmas where he did get the xbox series x and you know just five games because his parents are holding back a little to save money and uh you know a, a complete vr set Right, you know, there was there was always that one kid, right? Yeah. And he always made you feel terrible. Right. Like your parents did something wrong. Right. What was what was your that kid experience? Do you have one? Uh You know, I I know I know there was a kid who you know, he always gushed about his wonderful and amazing his amazing you know gifts right Um, you know my big thing probably i don't know what they cost back in 96 97 but was receiving a playstation in uh the game crash bandicoot right right I was, you know, in love with the fact that I got that. It was amazing. So much cooler than the Super Nintendo I had. Um, And then I got super, super angry because I didn't... My parents didn't know how to hook it up. (laughs) TVs didn't have, um, like, very accessible, you know, the yellow, red, white... Right. Uh, plugging cables. That wasn't like popular back then. We we were still kind of like screwing things into the cable and right. going to channel three to play video right. games. Right. So like I just got this most beautiful and probably very expensive thing and I was probably giving my parents the stink eye. But yeah, to circle back, rich kids. Rich kids. Well, um, I I have a I have an anecdote. Uh, I have two. First being about Crash Bandicoot. The mm-hmm. second being about my that rich kid experience. Yeah. Um, the the first one will just make you sad, and the second one will make you laugh. Um, so uh, my kids, you know, uh, so I work at a before and after school care program. 
Uh, and all the kids have Chromebooks, right, for, for their right. Zoom lessons and stuff. And, you know, a bunch of them just decided today to play a bunch of ROMs of Crash Bandicoot. On the Chromebook? On the Chromebook. Can you believe that now? That, like, wow. you know, before it was, like, this, like, coveted piece of gaming hardware. And now kids just flippantly find it and think it's a Flash game on Chrome. Right. <sighs> Or, or the fact that, um, mm-hmm. like, I remember the days when having a copy of Pac-Man in your house was a big deal. Right, right. And they're just flippantly just playing a ROM of it. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, we'll save that for another episode. But yeah. um, my, uh, my That Kid Christmas story, and, you know, looking back on it now as an adult, and even, I, I realize this maybe, like, even two or three years later, um, mm-hmm. But uh, there was a kid on my bus. He got a, a Game Boy Color. And um, he also got a copy of Pokemon Yellow um, for Christmas. And he said that because he was such a good kid, that Santa gave him, you know, a Game Boy Color and the Pokemon Yellow. But he also gifted him all 151 Pokemon caught before he started the game. And I was so jealous. Wow. Okay. Um, go ahead. Yes. Wow. Well, it's, I just want to unravel that because yeah. the connotations there are amazing. Right. Exactly. So, of course, first and foremost, we all had a lot of questions. Yes. Like, first and foremost, we didn't even know you could capture Mewtwo. That was, that was a revelation in and of That's itself. That's the first one. Yeah, right, right. Um, secondly, whenever we would ask him to show us all his Pokemon, he wouldn't let us. He said he said that Santa, for whatever reason, told him that he couldn't show it to anybody, and if he did, he would take him off the good list. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> All right, this mystery unravels. <laughs> okay. The, did you catch what we didn't catch when we were kids? <laughs> right. So, okay. There's two universes here, Adam. Right, yes. One one universe is this kid is 100% telling the truth. Right. And his <laughs> parents are such psychopaths <laughs> that the uh, that the idea of sharing the the good news of catching all the pokemon right is uh completely offensive and an affront to the family's heritage. Let alone that that kid does not have a story mode he can play because his dad would have had to play through the entire story. <laughs> right. To catch all of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, th- oh. that would, that's like the equivalent of, you know, son, I got you this Xbox and, you know, Halo 5 and, oh, I nailed all the achievements. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. He's he's platinum the game before you've even tried to start it. Yeah. Um, but like, and like he was proud about that. Like <laughs> we're like, well, I mean, yes, very cool that you had all these Pokemon, but like, isn't the joy the journey of catching them along the way? <laughs> right, right, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if that kid was privileged. Um, 
because he got all 150 Pokemon, or maybe his parents didn't give him a Game Boy Color or Pokemon at all. They <laughs> gave him they gave him a story. <laughs> We can't afford much, but you can tell your friends you cut all 150 Pokemon. <laughs> That's the other universe. Right, right. Both are equally as frightening. <laughs> and, you know, much like reality and mm-hmm. uh, the truth, you know, it's somewhere in the middle. Like, he definitely got a Game Boy. He definitely got Pokemon. But, you know, he was just trying to show off to all of us. And... Um, you know, and that's what sucks about Christmas because at the end of the day, it becomes, you know, a a gift giving measuring contest. Like, oh, you got a PlayStation 4? Oh, that was last year's console. I got a PlayStation 5. Yeah, Christmas was just, uh, going into school after Christmas break, it was, it was just a one-up game. Right. you were you were pretending you were on MTV Cribs, and you know you're taking your friends. Oh, let's go to the entertainment room where you'll <laughs> notice a Super Nintendo with not one but two Donkey Kong countries. <laughs> Why are there two Donkey Kong countries? <laughs> when you're rich, you can. <laughs> That's Richie Rich kind of rich. Yeah. <laughs> so his Donkey- sister can play. <laughs> I'm just picturing two Donkey Kong countries, but only one Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I mean, th- those are some like really dumb, kind of lame, you know, things that happen around Christmas. But I mean, do you have any stories around Thanksgiving that you know you associate with some some pretty positive memories well i mean look at anyone's mom right <laughs> and I'm, mom, I'm going for you on this okay um, at first i thought you know you know thanksgiving man that that's such a stress on mom she's she's worried about making the house look perfect you know she she gets short with you um but then i thought that's one day christmas is a month of mom getting short and having anxiety. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, from from day one, she buys $2,000 worth of gifts. Has to and do has to like, hide those. Yeah. Has to do, like, eight traditions. Has to make you like it. Right. Has to get a picture. Yep, there has to be at least ten pictures, um, a cleaning job, not just for one day, but multiple, multiple parties. Oh, absolutely. And all for you to leave that crappy Furby toy on the floor. <laughs> Yo, Furbies are terrifying. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. It's 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 a lot of work, and you know that's a lot of trips to Hobby Lobby. Yes. I mean, Thanksgiving, it has its stress. You know, I got to get the potatoes and, you know, I got to I gotta make sure the turkey looks right. And, you know, why are you watching the game? You should be helping me with dishes. Um, but, you know, that's going to be over. Right. 
Right. And, you know, if you, you know, if you get lucky and you get invited to a, a grandparent's house or something, you know, sometimes you don't even, you only have to worry about bringing one or two dishes. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that's what we as Americans want. Convenience. Well, yeah, we kind of touched upon the, the, what's the, what's the message behind right. each one? And no matter how you slice it, 99.9% of the kids are getting excited that they're going to get free stuff that they couldn't normally buy. Right. That's just, that's just the, the truth of Christmas. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, as, as a Christian, you can kind of swerve it with your kids and be like, well, you know, what else is a gift? You know, Jesus. <laughs> But at the same time, if someone opened a box and there was a baby in there, I'd be disappointed. You'd have more questions than I did for my friend on the bus. Right, right. It'd just be like, you know, this this spiritual analogy just does not play out well. And please, give this baby back to its family. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Thanksgiving... Thanksgiving, I believe, is Jesus's Christmas. Ooh, that um, you know, you can quote me on that. You can put that on T-shirts, um, because it covers everything. It covers fellowship meals together. It covers peace. Um, it covers uh, you know, coming not together, eating, not eating the, red meat. Yeah, <laughs> thankfulness. Um, it's it's everything Jesus would have wanted in a Christmas had it been popular in his time. Right. I mean, you look at you know when Jesus had his Last Supper. You know they didn't sing jingle bells. They didn't yeah. dress up in sweaters and check stockings. Right. They sat around and had a meal. Right. And if you had an equivalent to uh, to what Santa is on Thanksgiving, um where a, a pilgrim would come down to your front door and uh, he'd bring over a, a, a plate of hot meat. <laughs> I would always get the reference to that. Like, I'd be like, that is Christian. Right. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, instead, you know, you have this, you know, fat elf that judges you based on if you're naughty or nice right. and rewards you in kind and you know that's that's not the gospel mm -hmm. plus you could always call his bluff because what parent is going to go down to a train yard <laughs> go into their coal reserves <laughs> scoop them up drive back put it in a stocking that that's a punishment for the parents, <laughs> right? Any way you slice it. Have you? Do you know anyone that's ever gotten coal? Uh, I think as like it's like it's always been an urban myth, right? Like oh, you know, I hear Ted got coal. Ted didn't get coal. At the very <laughs> worst, he got socks. <laughs> right, and that's and that's. That's good. Mm hmm I just looked up the uh <laughs> the value of coal 
Yes. <laughs> and it's worth <laughs> it's worth fifty one dollars a share. <laughs> that... so if, you, if you get coal for Christmas, you're getting a good deal, man. Oh my gosh! I just came up with a new Christmas tradition <laughs> where I invest in the energy market for all my kids. <laughs> Babe, they're getting coal for Christmas. You got three shares of coal. <laughs> you I get a wind farm. <laughs> <laughs> but like for real, like I know, like back in Victorian times, coal was everywhere. But where are you going to get coal nowadays? I wouldn't even know where to go. Right. You know what would be the equivalent of coal in today's Christmas? If you were bad and I got a stocking full of USB cords, (laughs) that would be punishment. (laughs) I know I did something wrong if that's all I had. Just all tangled up together. Yeah. None of them can quite fit. And you don't really need any of them, really. Yeah, they they don't really go to anything. <laughs> they don't really do anything. They're, yeah. You know, we you know what they they're there, but they're for a process that can be done like via Bluetooth. It's just like a it's like a data transfer cord when you're like, but I haven't I have an Apple Home. Like I don't need I don't need right. these cables. Yeah, or or it's one of those printer cables. <laughs> are kind of rare, and you never have one when you need it, but now that you bought six of them, you don't know how to get rid of them. Right. It's just kind of sitting there, and you can't really give it away at the office party because technically it's worth more than $20, but... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, I've often made the joke Mm -hmm. that if um, every person in their house sold all their USB cords for a dollar... We'd get over the the national debt. <laughs> Honestly, like I every day, I just find more and more cables for things that I don't, I don't know what they're for. Oh yeah, yeah. I have like a jar of USB cables. Right, and they but they all fit everything. Yes. Right. <laughs> like like you can get like a charging cord for like uh, an external like cell phone battery. Mm-hmm. And you could still use it to transfer data from your digital camera to your laptop. Right, right. Or you can use it in your Nokia to hook it up to a fax or something. <laughs> right. It's like, why Why are there all these different kinds? Like, just everybody at the moment of birth gets one. <laughs> and that's right. all they'll need for the rest of their life. Um, so... <laughs> We got we got a little bit off track there, but um, it happens. It happens. Um, but yeah, no, I I wanna I wanna get back to uh, to Thanksgiving and to Christmas. So um, I have a I have a series of of three things uh, that I want to touch on, and then uh, we can begin to wrap it up maybe. But uh, the first being, uh, I want to just compare like your your ideal Thanksgiving and compare it to what an ideal Christmas would be, and like, and we'll just we'll just go head to head with it. You know what I mean? And then, okay. So, I know Thanksgiving might be complicated in your household because you you might be tempted to celebrate it early in October. Correct? <laughs> do you, do you guys like split your Thanksgivings? Like, do you do Canadian Thanksgiving and American Thanksgiving? 
So, lo and behold, Canadian Thanksgiving isn't that big of a deal. Um, oh, lame. Turkey isn't even like a priority, especially what? not in, in Lynn's family. What they're do you like, guys oh. eat? You know, it's they're like, oh, it's you know, it's it's Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll have two fillets of salmon. And that's their Thanksgiving. It's because it's like, you know, the, in in their elementary school, they did not get pictures of pilgrims, right, out in the forest. <laughs> they didn't have pictures of Mounties and uh, Inuit people eating whale blubber over a, a fire. Right, right. They didn't. <laughs> none of that imagery. None of the fur traders. <laughs> anything was part of that. So. <laughs> No, nobody, nobody shared a bottle of pure maple syrup from Quebec. <laughs> and so, when you talk about Canadian Thanksgiving, especially in a second-generation Asian house, Lynn says, "Oh, it's Canadian Thanksgiving. You know, uh, let's have a nice dinner." <laughs> so, like, that's maybe the one dinner where I can't suggest chicken nuggets. Right. You know, you got to get the the all dressed chips and yeah. you know you get some poutine mm-hmm. maybe oh, some butter tarts and arrow bars i remember we had um oktoberfest food on canadian thanksgiving <laughs> so you had german food <laughs> yeah we had like schnitzel and stuff <laughs> i love it yes. <laughs> okay that was fascinating <laughs> yeah Okay. So that's the Canadian side. Right, right, uh, right. The American side, you know, the potatoes have to be perfect. Oh, of course. You know, my sister's known for making these amazing mashed potatoes where I think she just she dumps a tub of sour cream into them and um, just mashes it until till who knows. You know, you have, the, you have the turkey made by mom and, you know, you know there's a few sticks of butter in there. Of course. That's that's all Thanksgiving is. It's just butter. Yep. <laughs> um, and like my my parents' idea of having a vegetable is like cranberry sauce, which is really just <laughs> yellow. Um, and Lynn's like, is anyone bringing a vegetable? Oh, no. Only cranberries. <laughs> or, you know, or sweet potato pie. That's our vegetable. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feels it feels like every like in every family, every family member is like famous for like one dish. You know what I mean? That they yeah. they just always bring. Um and in my experience, it's always the eccentric uncle that's in charge of bringing the rolls. <laughs> right. Somebody is is known for rolls. <laughs> right. Because they can't cook. <laughs> well, actually, my mm. sister-in-law is in charge of rolls, and she does this, I don't know, this ancient roll recipe Ooh. that uh, only she knows, or, or it, could be, uh, it could be the Pillsbury. I'm not sure. Right, right. <laughs> it could be either one, but I, usually the rolls are used as napkins. 
for all the, <laughs> all the gravy and mashed potatoes you just get all over yourself. Right, right. You need something to sop it up and then eat. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so you, you know, your traditional Thanksgiving day kind of boils down. You, you kind of wake up and, you know, you, you, you drag yourself over to whoever's house you're at. You, you have a nice meal. Then you just collapse into a coma, right? Right. What's not to love about that? And, you know, if you like football, there's football on. But, you know, it's good background music for a, a good nap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then contrast that with, with Christmas, you know, especially if you have kids. You know, at minimum, you're waking up at 5 in the morning. Am I right? <laughs> and then, you know, you're more filled. You know, you... You know, you, you think, you know, you're all going to be sitting around your living room, everyone in a matching sweater, everyone nicely just looking at all your toys, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're the one that knows how to build things, you're just, you're just putting together play sets all day. <laughs> Worrying about batteries. <laughs> Ugh, batteries. Batteries are the worst. Why are batteries never included? Yeah. And why are USB cables always included? <laughs> this doesn't even have a USB slot. Yes. <laughs> and then, before you know it, it's 10.30 a.m. and you realize that you have to be at your grandparents in 20 minutes and you have four kids that all need to take a shower and change. So, right. you know, yeah, you, you, know you, you quickly get ready and... You know, you're here in the Northeast, especially, you know, you're driving through a foot and a half of snow. It's raining for some reason. Of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get there and then you have to start the process all over again. Except usually you're, you know, your kids get a puzzle from the 1940s and they're like, what is this analog thing? I don't know what analog is. <laughs> Can we play Fortnite? It's a puzzle of Fortnite. I don't want a puzzle. <laughs> that's that's always the worst, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> your grandparents are like, you know, they they're very well meaning, but they're like, Oh, hello dear, I got you this this Fortnite thing that you guys love. Look, it's a footy pajama Fortnite. It's a size too small, but you can't return it because I lost the receipts. Merry Christmas. And you always have to say thank you, and right. that's rough. Uh, you know how you like the first of us, or the last of us game? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I, I got the jigsaw puzzle of it. <laughs> Thanks. Right, right. And, you know, you're, you're still, you know, at that point, you're, you're still expected to be, you know, awake, but you're, you're super tired because you're at, like, a candlelit service the night before, and... You know, yep. you, you sang some Christmas carols, so you're pretty tired. But you know, yeah, you, you gotta get, you gotta take pictures, and then go to the other set of grandparents' house, and it's it's just a day, man. It's just a lot. Yeah, and you know, I feel bad for churches on Christmas. Well, the whole Christmas month is because they have one month where they have to specify how wonderful it is that Jesus came to Earth. Right. And, you know, argument made that aren't you supposed to do that all year round? Okay, true, yes. But you need to convince kids and high schoolers that 
the free stuff they're getting under the tree isn't as exciting as um, Jesus coming to Earth. Right. That's so hard to do. I know it was so hard to do. When I was getting a Medal of Honor 2 for the PlayStation 1, I mean, yeah, I realized that that game was trash. But I couldn't think of the reason for the season knowing that was going to be under the tree. Right. Yeah, and, you know, I'm just envisioning all the youth pastors this year that are going to be like, you know, Jesus was the PlayStation 5 that Daddy God gave us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, the pastor does that. uh, That's so on cue. He's like... You think Christmas is about this, name something popular, but it's about <laughs> Jesus, and then closes his Bible and leaves. Yeah, you know, you kids out there, you know, you might think that, you know, slugging down that chug jug is the most important thing, but what Jesus wants you to do is to get over here and chug jug some of this communion. Together as a family to remember his sacrifice on the cross. With Thanksgiving, did you ever have church service on or around Thanksgiving? No, I I mean it's usually like on a Thursday, so um, I've never experienced something like that. It's because you don't need one. Exactly. Like when is it not relevant to talk about thankfulness? Exactly. And who doesn't love a good thankfulness Chris, or Christmas service? Who doesn't love a good thankfulness Sunday service, right? Yeah. Because, you know, usually it's followed up by, um, you know, in my experience, either, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll thank an elder or a, an associate pastor or, you know, uh, we'll, uh, as a church, we'll, will donate a bunch of dinners to a family or, or, or something like that. And it's, you know, you just feel good, you know? Right. It's your two favorite things, eating a good meal and, you know, saying thank you for things. Exactly. And who doesn't love that? It's, yeah. it's, the, it's the closest to being Canadian us Americans will ever get. <laughs> and that's why they don't treat their Thanksgiving um is it that big of a deal because every day of the year is thanksgiving for canada exactly mm-hmm. and i mean when you have arrow bars like they do you have a lot to be thankful for oh my gosh i could i could dedicate a a whole year to their chocolate bars <laughs> that's what i'm saying okay so yeah the the first one head to head christmas day versus thanksgiving day thanksgiving has the edge <laughs> Number two, um, I'm going to throw the mascots head-to-head. We'll say Santa. And, I mean, there's there's so many options that you could pick for Thanksgiving. You you could do Native Americans, Pilgrims. You could do turkeys. You could do, um, heck, you could do El Roker of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. (laughs) Um, uh, But, you know, I'm going to put Santa up against... You know, the, the famous handprint turkey drawing that your kid gives you. You know, as a mascot, which would you say is better? 
Oh, hand turkey all the way. Um, Because, you know, the hand turkey is giving his life so that others may be fed. Exactly. While, While Santa is clearly, clearly with contracts. Um, to make <laughs> <stores>. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you think about, you know, some of the last words that Jesus said to his disciples, right? He said, take this bread, it's my body, take and eat. You know, that's, that, you know, that's an equivalent to what that hand turkey is saying to you. It's a, it's a better allegory for Christ than Santa is. Absolutely. I mean, we'll probably, I'm guessing we'll... We'll one day talk about the real Saint Nick, but it won't be this episode. <laughs> it that, will not. That poor guy, his name has been dragged through the mud. <laughs> yeah, man, and 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 that's what's crazy, right? I mean, we we can get into it a little bit, but you know, like even the original, like you know, Saint Nick, he's he's you know he's nothing that like that advertisement for for Coca Cola, right? Right. Like. You know, he was out punching heretics in the face and yeah, you know, getting people's daughters out of prostitution. Right. And meanwhile, you know, Santa's over here trying to sell Coca-Cola and giving kids type 2 diabetes. Right. And let's let's not forget, I mean there's so much here that it was President Lincoln, mm-hmm. aka the last good president we had. <laughs> um who <laughs> Who instituted this? <laughs> right, go on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he, he said this is going to be the official Thanksgiving, um, a day of thankfulness of America's roots. Right. Um, and, you know, no one has has ever repealed this at all because, you know, it's what everybody wants. Right, exactly. Yeah, everybody is on board with Thanksgiving. And that brings us to the last, but not least, the head-to-head traditions. Um, So, you know, on the Christmas side, you have, you know, the, the presents. You know, you have the, you know, the outward appearances, right? Everything is covered in tinsel, everything is covered in, you know, fake snow and photo opportunities with Santa at a mall. And on the other hand, you know, you you got, you know, a family getting dirty playing football in the backyard. Yeah. You have an uncle in a food coma covered in gravy, not tinsel. Right, and his, his, the button on his pants is unbuttoned just a little bit. You have a... Fox TV playing Home Alone 1, then followed by Home Alone 2. <laughs> Arguably Donald Trump's greatest role. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, you you have, you know, your your cousin that lives out of state arguing with your really conservative grandmother about Things that you don't understand because you're 10 years old and you just want to play right. Super Nintendo. Right. And honestly, that's the one downside, especially in the year 2020. Oh, that's fair. Opinions are going to be shared. Theories are going to be thrown out there. 
things like I think Obama was behind this whole election is going to get dropped at your dinner table. <laughs> oh, for sure. And, you know, it's, it's not much different in my family because, you know, that's brought up often at family gatherings. Right. But at least I know I can eat my feelings at the dinner table. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so much easier to hear about, you know, your aunt's weird MLM marketing scheme when yeah. you're stuffing your face full of pecan pie. Right, right. <laughs> and, yeah, so there's, there's therapy to the, the cringy talks. Exactly. And, you know, Christmas isn't safe from that either. I, you know, you're sitting around the Christmas dinner, but, you know, there, you know, turkey puts you to sleep. Ham gives you high blood pressure. Yes. Ham enrages you. <laughs> That'll be next week's episode. <laughs> I have a whole, a whole spiel on why are we eating the, one of the world's smartest animals. I, I honestly, I cannot wait, Mike. Um, yes. Well, Mike, this episode has been one that was completely off the rails. And honestly, I, I couldn't be happier. And um, do you have any closing remarks uh, before well, we, we say goodbye? For all you bottom shelfers out there, mm -hmm. uh, no one got really a chance to listen to our episode uh, last week, which was about Christian metal bands. And, uh, you know, I'm sad for you. I'm disappointed. I think it's because of we were trying to use a beta program from Anchor. And it made it really hard to watch. So if you're hearing this, you owe it to yourself to listen to that because uh, we just gush and fanboy crazy levels for that. Yeah, honestly, one of our, our, our best episodes. Yeah. So, you know, make make the journey. Right, absolutely. And, you know, you're going to be driving a lot this upcoming holiday season, you know, going to family dinners and stuff. So, you know, get some music recommendations. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and my closing remark, Mike, is, um, yeah, I, I know that it's, it's tough out there right now, folks. And um, I'm just glad that we can be a, a source... For a little bit of escapism in these trying times, and I just want you—I want you guys to know that you know, even if we we never meet, and you just hear our voices over the internet, that we love you guys, and uh, you know, whatever you're going through, um, you know, we're we're there with you in spirit, and this is always going to be a safe place for you guys to come hang out, and you know, keep your eye on the bottom shelf. Keep your eye on the bottom shelf. And for every headline you read in the newspaper, listen to us for five minutes. Right. They cancel each other out. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> yes. Because at least when you hear from us and you're hearing some uninformed facts, at least we're saying it with a smile. Yes. We're saying it with joy in our hearts. <laughs> with no ill intent. Yes. So anyways, we love you. Happy first week of Thanksgiving. Yes, happy first week of Thanksgiving. Um, and may your turkey carols be bright <laughs> and your gravy boat be swimming. <laughs> <laughs> may your pie dish be ever expanding and your, your crescent rolls ever be multiplying. 
Amen. Amen. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. Goodbye.